Hi everyone, it's Mark Dent with Law Trades. Happy Wednesday, and welcome to this week's edition of 10-Minute Legal News. This week, we're going to be talking about Amazon's new legal rivalry in India, how the SEC is starting to get a little bit deeper into crypto, and then finally, a new development in the Google versus Epic case, uh, which even though it just started, seems like it's never going to end. But... Let's start here first with Amazon and India. So um, this is a story about the biggest legal fight in India, a grocery store, and Amazon. So to get into this, we have to go back several months uh, at first uh, and explain about an Indian company called Future Group. So Future Group owns a whole bunch of food markets and shops across India, uh, hundreds of them. And it hasn't been doing well financially, or at least not relatively well. Uh, it's been a little bit unhealthy. So around, so about last fall, Amazon invested $200 million, uh, to sort of get Future Group, uh, kind of get its feet back under them. And as part of this investment, there was also a deal that basically gave Amazon first dibs on purchasing Future Group if Future Group ever decided to sell. Now, there was a catch to this, which is that the purchase of Future Group, this hypothetical purchase of Future Group by Amazon, had to be approved by the government. And that's that was a, a very big question mark because India has always been known, uh, particularly in recent years, for being fairly hostile or at least unfriendly to uh, foreign investors. There's a lot of regulations and, and laws that uh, you know basically get in the way of, of companies like Amazon going in there and making a foothold. And obviously, this has not been ideal for Amazon, you know, given that India is a huge market and uh, particularly the uh, food and, and grocery industry that Future Group is involved in. So anyway, um, a few months ago, Future Group, Future Group decided to sell, but not to Amazon. And they were part of a deal with another company called Reliance Industries, a massive Indian corporation for $3.4 billion. So that's a lot of money. And... As for that agreement with Amazon, yeah, basically Future Group um, figured that the Indian courts wouldn't allow it uh, because of the stringent regulations that they have had against foreign investors in the past. But that is not what happened. Uh, earlier this week, or, or rather last week, the Supreme Court of India sided with Amazon, which had challenged the sale. And they, they blocked that sale to Reliance. So um, for now, we're effectively... Uh, not going to have Future Group go to Reliance. And the bigger picture for Amazon is this. Uh, they not only win this case, but they might get more future opportunities in India. If, if the courts are starting to allow a little bit more foreign investment, uh, Amazon could be in a you know pretty good spot, whether it's Future Group or, or some other sort of major company that it wants to either take over or, or invest in in the future. Um, so this is a, you know, a legal decision could be a sign of changing times in India. And also, um, you know, let's face it, Amazon is dealing with a lot of court and litigation and legal troubles in America and in Europe as well. Um, maybe this is at least one good victory for Amazon before things start to get a little bit tougher. Okay, moving on to the next story, which is about the SEC and cryptocurrency. So um, the, the new head of the SEC is a, is a person named Gary Gensler, and he is uh, someone who has dabbled in cryptocurrency uh, before he uh, became head of the SEC. 
He researched crypto and even developed a course about it for MIT. So people have kind of wondered, well, does this guy have a soft spot for Bitcoin uh, and Ethereum and, and all these other currencies that are out there? Uh, and, and they, they wonder this because before he took, uh, office, uh, with the SEC, crypto was being talked about as having regulations headed down the way. And, and they were going to either come from the SEC or the, um, the CFTC, which of course is the Commodity Futures Trading Commission. But then you get this guy, Gary Gensler, and, you know, people who are big fans of crypto are like, okay, well, Gary Gensler is also a big fan of crypto, so maybe he's just going to like leave everything alone or at least, uh, leave it alone a little bit. Well, that no longer seems to be the case uh, as of developments in, in the last few weeks and particularly even last week. Uh, in an interview with Bloomberg, he said uh, he's not going to let any of his interest in crypto get in the way of anything that he does as head of the SEC. And not only that, uh, behind the scenes of the SEC, they've already st- started talking about uh, a seven-prong sort of regulation plan uh, for crypto. And, and some of this would involve regulating initial coin offerings, uh, ETFs, and stable value coins. But the gist of the strategy, at least what Gensler says, is that they're trying to protect investors against fraud. Um, but there's a big legal question here, which is, can the SEC actually do any of this? And it's very murky. And who knows uh, when we're really going to find out all the answers. But but it does kind of boil down to the essence of of what is cryptocurrency. Is is it a commodity or is it a security? And that's very important because, you know, SEC, Securities and Exchange Commission, they do regulate securities. Uh, they do not regulate commodities. That is what the Commodity Futures Trading Commission does. And, the, you know, there are people out there who say that, look, uh, Bitcoin especially is a commodity. Um, and some of the lesser known coins are probably a little bit tougher to gauge or uh, describe. But Gensler with the SEC is saying, look, cryptocurrencies are unregistered securities. Uh, I And he says that he thinks the SEC powers are broad enough already for it to at least take some action. Now, he also has asked Congress to give the SEC power to regulate crypto through legislation. And as we know, that might take a long time. And there is also a lot of opposition to it, uh, particularly uh, from Republicans who um, are are generally against regulating crypto, at at least at this point. But uh, there's quite a bit of opposition so that might take some time uh and to make uh to make it more interesting the commodity futures trading commission uh just in the last few days after gensler started talking more about crypto and regulating it has come out and said you guys have no jurisdiction over crypto um it's a commodity this is our this is our thing um our thing to worry about so that's happening as well um but uh so to kind of finish this one off some change is already here from the SEC, and that's because last week the SEC charged two people for unregistered sales of $30 million of crypto. Uh, this kind of gets to that uh, sort of promise of, of Gensler that, you know, the regulation that the SEC does is going to be about protecting investors uh, against fraud, um, and, and that's kind of what happened in this case, and, and that's the first time that the SEC has taken such a move. All right. Moving on to the final story, which is about Epic and Google and a really kind of juicy development in this case. Let's do a very quick recap, of course, which is just a reminder that, you know, Epic is suing Apple as well as Google 
both related to the same thing where, uh, essentially it was not allowed to, um, you know, have its own payments, um, on the, uh, on those operating systems. Apple forced, forces payments in the app store. Google does have some amount of side, uh, side downloading, but it's gotten a little bit more complicated over the years. So, uh, anyway, um, Epic, uh, for a while was even thrown out of Apple's store. Uh, there's antitrust lawsuits by Epic against Apple and Google now. Uh, the Apple one, there's been a hearing about, and it's, uh, the, the judge has not yet come to a decision. The Google one is not, uh, nearly as far along. And in fact, there's, you know, basically just being a lot of discovery and documents being released right now, including some new court filings that The Verge, uh, dissected just the, these last few days. And within them, there was a really interesting passage where Epic uh, this did come from Epic, by the way, uh, a claim by Epic that, uh, that Google thought about buying them out. Uh, they, uh, essentially when, you know, Epic was kind of starting to have, uh, these sort of requests to try and have more autonomy within Google Play, uh, you know, Google's app store, Google was really, uh, according to Epic at least, seriously considering buying them. And Epic kind of highlighted this as a monopolistic tactic to, quote, fence out competition. And they also had another accusation in in these sort of, you know, filings that were just released, uh, which was that Google basically, they said, offered a special deal to have Fortnite in the Google Play Store and then not available through their, uh, so, through this so-called, uh, side downloading, uh, in, in ways that Google allows on its operating system. So this kind of would have been just, you know, uh, Google just trying to sweeten the deal and, um, and, and give Epic a better offer, um, so that it would not kind of, uh, try to do the things that it has tried to do, more or less. Now, uh, a Google company spokesperson told The Verge that uh, Epic's lawsuit, quote, mischaracterizes our business conversations. So kind of take these claims with a grain of salt, uh, but nevertheless, uh, a new sort of interesting development in, in Google versus Epic. And um, so, and just to, to close this one out, as, as the drama kind of picks up here, um, it's going to be a few more weeks before we really see a hearing in Epic versus Google, but it was... Uh, as, as we mentioned in the last couple of weeks, recently packaged with an antitrust suit against Google from the government. So it's going to be Epic and the government uh, versus Google pretty soon. But that is it uh, for this week. I thank you all for listening, and we will do this again in seven days.